And um, what do I want to say here? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome in to the lion's share. And what a week. What a week it has been. I tell you what, between college football, Thursday night football, uh, excuse me, Sunday night football on Thursday night, college football Saturday, and today, NFL Sunday week one, I can't, I don't know if I can take much more of this. I love it, but I don't know. I can't. I can't keep my eyes open anymore. So much football. But let's consume it. Let's get to it. I took a, I took like a brief minute and went out to the pool, and I was like, I forgot what the sun looks like. I uh, the only time I have left is to pick up the tailgate food of the week. Ooh, hold just just thirty seconds or less. Describe us. Describe it to us. Crispy, meaty, and juicy. Time. That was, yeah, I like it. On that same. Did you say 30 seconds or three words? 30 seconds. Miscommunication there. I took, I heard three words, but I like it better. Week one, work in progress. We got to iron out these things. Week 16, watch out, folks. Um, I, In that same vein, take a minute if you need one, and I'll start. But one word to describe this weekend of football. I'm going to say bedlam. I'm going to say chaos. You know what? That's when you know we got a good um, chemistry going with co-hosts here, with the hosts. My first thought was chaos. As I was stirring up my eggs, my thought was chaos. But I wanted to go a little a little deeper into the dictionary, and I went bedlam. But... Let's waste no more time. We, okay, right right now, I should know when we're recording this. So it gives you an idea of where we're at in the day, right? So it's 625 Central Time. The mid-game windows, the 4 o'clock games, uh, 4 o'clock Eastern games are just finishing up right now. And then we're kind of in that window between those games and Sunday night football in about an hour. So we're not going to talk Sunday night football because it hasn't happened yet. But we're going to talk about everything else. So in this episode, here's a rundown of what we'll talk about. We've got the full Lions recap, including the halftime capsule that we have uh, foreshadowed in prior episodes or teased in prior episodes. And then we'll do a full game recap and a new segment, the BA Player of the Week. Now that we're in full season mode, we'll have the BA Player of the Week from the Lions. And then we'll go through maybe all the games in the NFL. Uh, we'll touch on the big ones, and uh, we'll look at the week ahead. Then we'll, we'll finish off the show with college football recap, uh, a little bit of a look ahead to next week, and close out the show. So buckle up, lock in, and let's go. So. Yes, sir. We got a game later tonight to see yet, and uh, it's going to be a good one. Uh, I don't know if it's going to top these 1 o'clock games and – we didn't touch on it last week, but 
an alarming number of games for the Lions at one o'clock, and that's what they need to make their prime time. They need to be make people afraid of one o'clock games. And honestly, after week one, I'm afraid of what might happen next week at one o'clock. Yeah, watch out for those calendars because we'll get into it. But the Lions, obviously, with a loss this week and um, and covered the spread, might, might we add. 38-35, the Lions fell to the Philadelphia Eagles. Some, some stats for you, Lions and um, Eagles. Eagles had 27 first downs. Lions had 23. Uh, Eagles had 455 yards of offense. Lions had 386. Uh, so fairly even. And those numbers were actually like super close going into the fourth quarter. Uh, there's a little bit of a discrepancy in the fourth. And uh, Lions threw for 205. Eagles threw for 239. Ryan, uh, Lions rushed for 181. Eagles rushed for 216. Time of possession, uh, Philadelphia had 31 and a half minutes. And the Lions had 38, or uh, excuse me, 28 and a half. Attendance, over 100%. Capacity, six, 64,500. Attendance, uh, official attendance 64 537 so they're squeezing people in there like you wouldn't believe any words from our longtime lions fan papa p uh he's a man of few words as as the people that know him best would say uh snapshot he did get there in time folks so the, the main thing was is the dan campbell bobblehead giveaway this yes week. we were there in time we got the bobblehead it's secure he's MCDC will be bobbing every single Sunday, and you know that for a fact. But anyway, he's a man of few words. Still loud. Still loud was about the the most I could drag out of him. Uh, we'll spice it up. I, I It seemed like they had some good seats. They seemed like they were really kind of in the action. To tell you where his mindset was when DJ Chark had the Chark attack late in the game, to give him a push for it. When I when I sent the ta- a text chark attack to him, I got a one word response and it was just defense. Defense wins championship. Hell yeah. You know what he next next thing he's got to do with that bobblehead is get it signed. Get it oh. get it chrism, chrism and and then it will really be worth something. That would be scary. I don't I don't know if we'd talk about it if it happened. So, Keep it under wraps like winning the lottery. Oh, no, absolutely. You got to stuck stick that away somewhere like in a safe or something. Safekeeping, right? Oh, yeah. The, that's, uh, that's handed down to the children type heirloom stuff right there. And what a game it was. I'm sure it was a great atmosphere to be there. And uh, we, we hope they we would hope they would have pulled it out. But we'll give a full breakdown here in a minute. We'll give a little intro here to this is our halftime capsule. This is when we'll put that in. And uh, just for those that don't aren't familiar with that, this may evolve as the season goes on. But week one, <laughs> we'll see how it turned out. But uh, I recorded about five minutes and Andrew recorded about a minute or and a half. Maybe <laughs> <clears throat> it'll just be a little bit of an insight as to what we're thinking in the moment. And then it kind of gives you an idea of uh, if we were on point with our... I gave a little bit of a prediction for the second half. I don't think you did, but... 
That's all right. I don't think I did. Just things that I saw. Everything in mine was past, present, and future. I hit all three. So, um, with this, like I said, this may evolve over the season. And we thought we might even uh, do a live reaction or live recording as the games are ending if there is a close game which today was almost that level if the if they did if they would have stopped them on fourth down we probably would have we would have had to jump on the headset pulled out the mics and and gave a reaction live but without further ado here is your lions halftime capsule for week one okay folks we're coming into you live from halftime here uh Big stop there to end the half. I'm, I'm very happy about how we how we closed out the half. AJ Brown's a menace, a menace in the middle of the field, up the side of the field, anywhere away from the line of scrimmage. That, that's the biggest takeaway from the Eagles' offense. Other than that, this defensive line is holding strong. Hutch Hutch looks a step slow. Uh, I don't want to overreact or anything. He looks a step slow, but I think it might just be first game jitters I, I i think we are holding in tough with a good team more work to be done the longtime lions got some vibes that he should be sending in shortly we should be hearing from him as well anzalone i've given you a lot of grief in the past uh right now you're living up to the the captain the c on your on the front chest i applaud you sir Huge plays down the stretch. Way to bring it. I love it. Football's back. We got the second half we're going to improve on. We, we got to keep running with the run game. That's opening up the passing game for Jared Goff. We saw it in the, on the, the second scoring drive. Those runs open up those deep balls. We're going to get it. I, I think we need to just stay in this late, keep it a nail biter, and, and, we're gonna, and we got somewhere to go. I'm going to sign out here, folks. Let's go get them in the second half. Some quick reactions right away. The first drive by the Lions was awesome. They came out with the energy, with the grit. Jamal Williams, gritty gritty run to score that first touchdown. Uh, the defense stepped it up. Defense is showing flashes, flashes like they could be something. And um, just hoping they can clean up some of the miscues on defense and put together a second half here and get some turnovers. Turnovers are going to be a huge for the second half. Defense got off the field on third and fourth down a few times, and they need to continue to do that. We can't have any more Jalen Hurts magic on third and long or fourth down, I might add. And um, just a side note to that, Jalen Hurts is really starting to piss me off with the flips across the um, across the sticks, to, so it's not an intentional grounding. There's been a couple times where he's been dead to rights and he's been able to somehow get it off. So they can cut that down. And uh, if the refs can actually call a intentional grounding when it occurs, that'd be great. Offense, aside from the first drive, has looked kind of subpar. They had a kind of a mellowed out first quarter and second until the last drive of the of the half to punch it in. That was a statement drive, and they needed that so desperately. Because that, that keeps them in this ball game. And it was just a great drive. Ended off with a fourth down conversion. Swift scores the touchdown. I did have noted here that I thought the play above the two-minute warning was not, I don't even want to say questionable. It was just wrong. 
I think I got the point that they were on their heels. They wanted to get the defense on their heels and run another play above the two-minute warning. But from a from a time management standpoint, it makes no sense. You got to let that go down to the two-minute warning and run your play after the two-minute warning. Gave Philadelphia time to ultimately score that touchdown or score the field goal, I'm sorry, uh, to end the half. I thought the timeout at 54 seconds by Dan was aggressive, but probably too aggressive. Allowed Philadelphia to then change their pace, pick up a couple of big plays, and they're able to get down inside the 10, which very lucky by the defense to bend but not break. Huge defensive stand there to hold them to just a field goal. If they score a touchdown there, uh, my tone's going to be a little different. I was honestly losing a little bit of excitement before the Lions scored that touchdown. And now I'm kind of in a mellow point where I was excited to be only down seven and now they're down 10. So I'm a little bit eh, but I'm, I'm still in this game. The Lions are very much still in this game. It's only 10 points. I did note that Philadelphia will start the second half with the ball. So it is imperative to not go down 31-14. This can't be a touchdown off the bat, I don't think. I don't think um, 31-14 is insurmountable, but it's close. And I think they could still bring it back to get keep it close. But it's key to keep this game 24-14 or at the very least uh, hold them to a field goal in this opening drive. 27-14 is a lot different than 31-14. I'm in it. The Lions are in it. It's a 10-point game at half. But they've got to clean some things up on offense, especially the routes from some of these wide receivers. Just We're, we're, we're seeing the inexperience between Goff and some of these receivers. So clean that up. That's kind of my keys to the second half. The very most important key for the second half, I think, is the defense. If they can get a turnover, that unlocks the chance for a win here, I think. I still am going to stand by my prediction of lines by a field goal. They played well enough in the first half, and if they clean things up, they're the better team. And the other X factor is the crowd. The crowd's got to stay in it. The sellout crowd is the X factor. Go Lions. All right. Thank you, Tommy, for those clips. And uh, that gives you an idea of what we were thinking at halftime. And ultimately, I had the prediction of Lions by a field goal, but they ended up losing by a field goal. So so it was, it was, it was within the realm of possibility. They brought it close at the end. Um, just some... Just some just some notes that I had here in the game. Um, first drive was awesome. I said that in the in the halftime capsule. Came out, set the tone early. Got a stop on fourth down on defense. Conversely, on the other side of the ball, uh, they had a big third down that third and fifteen that was picked up by Hertz. And then on uh, the next uh, set of downs, they 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 got off the field on fourth down. So off to a great start and. Uh, it kind of sizzled out, fizzled out there on offense for a little bit. It got quiet on offense, a couple three and outs, just some empty drives, and that allowed Philadelphia to ultimately take the lead 24-14 at half. And uh, the second half's when things got real interesting. Defense started showing flash- flashes, and uh, Dan lost his voice. The run was opening up the pass, as you noted in your halftime report or halftime capsule. Uh, Fletcher, Cot- Fleck- Fletcher Cox and uh, Jared Goff got into it a little bit. I, I like to see a little chippiness there from Goff uh, against the good the three hundred pound lineman. You know he's not backing down. Finally, yeah, right. Love it. We're on it. 
the onside kick was a wild call by Dan, but we're we're kind of used to that. But it was, I don't know. We'll we'll talk about that in a minute. I'm just going through everything. Um, tra- then uh, ultimately after that, the Tracy Walker penalty with the the double penalty where he gets ejected. Didn't see that coming. That really just threw in the towel for that drive. But offense responded. Got him. Got him another touchdown. Got him back within. 10 at that point. Uh, the defense was looking mean on the front. They were running a lot of, uh, as Fox called it, the NASCAR package. They had four down linemen that were bringing the speed, the, the lean, mean fighting machines. None of those big um, none of those big guys like uh, number 21 on Florida, but we'll get into that. Uh, the, then they had a bad snap, uh, face mask that was missed, missed that you so cleverly pointed out uh, that, that got him off the field uh, on offense, took him... To, uh, took them uh, on a pointsless drive, which hurt. And uh, they stuck with the run game even late. I noticed that. Um, the, the, the pivotal point came down to that Sanders third down when Sanders for the Eagles ran where the, the, the play that you referred to as the one where he, he disappeared. He disappeared. Had him in the backfield, dead to rights, and uh, it was like a third and three, or it was third and short, and he ended up running for two guys collided. Ended up running for like twenty five yards, and then we had the the fourth down conversion after a huge play from the rookie Rodrigo, and uh, ultimately couldn't get off the field on fourth and one. It was fourth and short though, as it uh, with a big body quarterback like Jalen Hurts, you just had to feel like they were going to pick that up. I mean, if you want to start from the beginning on yes. this whole game, I, my my first three notes are got to have a sack first off, second off, got to have a sack, third, got to have a sack. I, they had Jalen Hurts dead to rights I don't know how many times in the backfield, and it just seems like they couldn't come up with a sack, and it was usually like a one-on-one too, and it was just somebody's assignment, finish the play, Oh, I got juked out of my shoes by Jalen Hurts. See you later. And he was doing the thing. I'm, I noted this in my halftime capsule, the the flips where he was throwing the ball late when on plays that, that was trash. Plays that should have been sacks. He was doing some 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 I don't know magic. I guess you could call it. Yeah, there was the two back-to-back. The one where he just no-look flipped it out of bounds like there was somehow a receiver in the area, which is just crazy to me. The other one was the possible intentional grounding where they said um, Goddard was in the area. I saw the replay a few times that I didn't see him in the picture. So that's crazy to me, but whatever. Move on past that. Yeah, so it was it was a... Oh, it was a good game. I was fairly happy with the improvement that I saw. I think that was the biggest thing. Biggest positive takeaway that I had was just this team looks a lot more cohesive on both sides of the ball. And that's not to say that there's not things to clean up because there's a lot to clean up still, which was noted in the in the Dan's uh, post-game press conference. But things just feel like They've got guys in place now, and the schemes are looking good, both offensively and defensively. They've just got to clean up the 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 miscues. 
Yeah, I think the the three biggest questions we've talked about position wise have been linebackers, uh, the defensive backfield, including safeties, and quarterback play. And if you're gonna go by those three, did we get better at those three positions? Um, Jared Goff's an enigma still, but looked better. Didn't have the panic in his eyes where he gives up on a play and runs backwards. He didn't have that. I think he had, maybe had one that I saw. Uh, he had a couple errant passes that sailed over, uh, I think it was Amon Ra and Reynolds' head. But other than that, there was like five to eight dropped passes that should have been catches. Looked good there. Linebacker room, Anzalone has improved from last year tenfold. And I honestly, it's got to be from tucking the hair. <laughs> uh, the hair was folded up under the helmet today, not free flowing like a, a lion's mane. So maybe that's what maybe that was him. But, but he was flying everywhere, and Rodrigo, Mister Steal Your Girl, uh, was was ripping the seams out of his pants and filling gaps. That's for sure. Um, and then and then the defensive backfield looked good until Walker did Walker and and got kicked out and then they kind of got picked on and in that stretch they had a, uh, a phantom uh, pass interference call on Okuda and, and if we're going to talk about Okuda, Okuda is light years from where we've last seen him actually play a game and it is it is fun to watch you can't see Ender's face right now but he's this is the most excited I've ever seen him after a loss he's he's smiling from <laughs> he's smiling from ear to ear right now <laughs> But I agree. I concur on everything. And you, you, everything you said, I kind of had noted as well. And uh, I had Okuda and Oruwarie both played really well. Like two solid performances out of both of them. I think Okuda better uh, more so than Oruwarie. But Okuda is looking good. Aside from that one PI, which that was kind of on the fence. I, I don't, they weren't, Take it or leave it. they weren't calling that all game. Sometimes you you know no. when a crew is going to call those tiki tack calls, and the, well, they were we, letting them we play knew going for into it game, that this game. crew would. Yeah, yeah. It, the the crew, the officiating crew, kind of went away from their mo and, and let the game flow, which was, which was cool. And I mean, if the NFL wants to, uh, wants to use viewership, the red zone was all over this game. It was, and I was. We discussed this. I we were. We were both flipping between the two, and I saw the lines on there quite a bit, which is rare. Uh, but it, it was a high-scoring game, so, you know, 38-35, there's 73 points combined. So, it, I mean, it makes sense, but it was it was good to see. And I think Rodrigo is living up to the hype. I've got that noted. You you obviously hit that point as well. He's he's living up to the hype. Anzalone, I think you're right. I think you hit the nail on the head there. It's the hair. It, he's... <laughs> <laughs> he's looking better. He, he's he's he, he feels looks like fast. he's feeling like he um he's kind of earning the C on his chest, which is good. Uh, mm-hmm. The um the the Tracy Walker thing, yeah, agreed that that hurt, and just like I said, it it really knocked the wind out of them there for that drive. It was it was all over after that. They were the Eagles were doing nothing but scoring a touchdown after that. Uh, I think he just lost his cool. And was frustrated with the amount of times uh, uh, Jalen Hurts broke contain and got got to the second yeah. level because it happened a lot. And I think that's what is 
the most exciting about this defense is the front seven is is looking strong and fast and like they can get after the quarterback and not every quarterback i think it's important to note this not every quarterback is going to be jalen hurts and have the wheels that he does so against a more non-mobile quarterback i think the lions would have won this game yeah i i couldn't agree more and and speaking of the front seven with the addition of aiden hutchinson i think we i mean we talked about this uh text wise during the game but I don't know if it was first game NFL jitters or whatever. He looked a step slow coming into this first game. It was, um, I think it was after the third time Hertz broke containment. You could see him. He didn't even attempt to chase him down. He made an immediate, immediate turn to the sideline and, and make my angle. And his angle was two yards past, past the first down marker. And that's when you know, like, well, well, if we can't even contain a quarterback, then what are we doing with an outside edge rusher? You're a number two pick overall for that. But on the, on the same note, we were talking about it. I think it's Conk- Conklin, number 70, 79, who, who was in place to have a huge day. And, and for his numbers, probably had a great day. But I think that's the spot where we – look for in free agency or off season draft, whatever it may be to compliment Aiden. I mean, if he's going to take, take bodies on, there's got to be somebody free, free range, just a free lunch all day long. And that should have been him, but he got juked out uh, too many times. He's a big body guy. He, he, he's six listed six, five Aiden's listed six, seven, but somehow he seems taller and less, um, He's like that that seven foot guy in the NBA that just he's got the build, but he's he's gumpy. Like he he can't he 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 got that one free rush where he was up the middle and he was beeline like like laser eyed on Jalen Hurts and it didn't it, it wouldn't it didn't take a player of the caliber caliber of Jalen Hurts to to juke that man because he he was like a tree out there. He he's got the body, but he's. He's the agility is lacking. He, he he couldn't break down. He couldn't no, no. break down and, and secure tackle. He was just out of control. Yeah, but I I can't believe Aiden six seven. Honestly, you just said that to me, and I had to I had to look it up separately <laughs> because I didn't believe you. Holy cow, he's six seven. No, I don't believe that for a second. He can't be six seven. But I I was shocked to see that too because they look about the same height. And I, I don't know. Aiden's just so slender. I think that's what throws it off. But he's 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 a big well, guy. I think but he's you so said, he's so he's so skinny in the waist. Well, I think you said Dan Campbell was like six five or six six yeah. listed. Yeah. But uh, I mean, like when you see him, when the camera's not even focused on on Dan Campbell on the sidelines, he sticks out as a large-bodied person on the sidelines. So to hear that Hutchinson is actually like taller than him is just is nuts. That's that's nearly unbelievable. They must be giving him an inch or two in that. I don't know. That can't be right. But um, I agree. There were a couple shots of him on the sidelines when he came off on certain downs, and he was kind of like hands on hips, like, and he just looked gas, like, sucking air. And and they, I don't know if you remember this from Hard Knocks, but it was like probably episode, I don't know, four, three or four. It wasn't the last one, maybe it was, I don't know. And he was, he was, he just, he was just talking about how tired he was. And I don't know, like, I don't see why conditioning would be a problem for him. He's, uh, he's a young guy, like he, he played his heart out at Michigan, and and I don't, he's not like 
he's not like he's overweight or anything. He's like, I don't know. It, he's 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 just not a hundred percent speed right now. Well, I I think it's got something to do with what you just said and like playing your heart out. I think he literally just tries to play his heart out on every single play, and so he gives it everything on every play. And there's just the next play comes and it's there's nothing left in the tank. Yeah, because he's he's zero to one hundred and he's he only knows a hundred. He doesn't know any different. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I think that's what's going on. I'm hoping it's just kind of a first game rookie thing, um, but that was the first thing I noted from a number two pick overall. But yeah. I, I still, still wholeheartedly believe this was the right pick. Yeah, don't want to overreact. Week one, Dan did address it. In uh, some reporter asked about it, and he did address it in the in the press conference. He said basically something along the lines of, "It's week one, you know, jitters, rookie stuff." Uh, he's going to be better next week. So he, he, obviously Dan's going to brush it off, but I think I think we're all looking for that. Well, it'd be something to watch. I think he it, I think he overcomes it, but it was interesting because he's he's a he's a athletic guy. Like, and I think you probably got it right there where he just he's he hasn't played a full game. He didn't you know he didn't play much in the preseason, and all he knows is just to go balls to the wall. So. That's probably a yeah. good, good way to chalk it up. Um, I think I have a couple notes on our boy Dan, the man. Uh, obviously, we talked about the onside kick. Do, do you have any feeling toward Like, I don't – I think he gets – I stepped out of the room. Uh, That's how unexpected it was. Yeah. It was so unexpected. I thought, okay, this is the time to fill the water bottle. I, I walk out of the room and I come back uh, – to a text from you of the onside and and then before you know it there's a brawl yeah yeah that's what it, it all happens everything a lot of pivotal so moments quickly. a lot of pivotal moments right there and and you said it in the moment too it was worse than tom brady it was deflating it was it was because the lions had just gotten a nice drive put a nice drive together on offense and i know dan's thinking like now's the time to pounce like i don't want to have to stop Jalen Hurts again so let's just try to get one quick on him here and obviously we wouldn't say anything about this or we'd be we'd be praising him right now if they pick that up but it's one of those situations where Dan is so aggressive I, he toes the line with probably being too aggressive and this is one of the insanity and greatness this is one of those moments where he he would have he had this a lot last year where he would be aggressive when the time was right to be aggressive and then he'd throw out one where he steps over like he's it's like he's got, he's got the itch. Like he's got to, he's got to do more. He's got to do more. And I, he's he's done this with with time management as well. He, he just, he goes so hard at being aggressive. He he oversteps it at, at times. He wears that uh, fuck it button close to the hip, and he uh, he's got a trigger finger every so often. But this is what comes with being a fan of Dan Campbell and his coaching style. Is that sometimes you are literally just not knowing what you're going to get. And it's and it's exciting football. I mean, he's selling out stadiums already as it is. It, and it's not just the football team that's selling out that stadium. It's Dan Campbell. I mean, for Christ's sakes, they just had Aiden Hutchinson, Mr. Number 2 overall. In the first home game, they're giving out a Dan Campbell bobblehead. That says something. And Dan, Dan Campbell says some, said that in Hard Knocks. That says... Uh, what war fans are all about. Yeah, Dan, it's you. That's what we're all about. 
So you're going to have to take it or leave those kind of things when it comes to Dan. He, he embodies it. I'm not asking for him to be less aggressive because we need that. A, a, a team like this needs that. And uh, I'm just asking for like, you know, if you, if you think of turn it up to 11, maybe like 10.5. That's just, yeah. just bring it down a little bit. And and the other thing was the onside. Quarter turn. The, the, the onside and then um, the, the, Right before the half, he calls a timeout with 54 seconds to try to get the ball back from the Eagles, who had just who had just had like a play on second or first or second down. So he's trying to get the ball back, but right after that timeout, then the Eagles get like a 30 yard play because they see the Lions take a timeout and they're like, "All right, I'll I'll do you one better. Let's let's try to score on this drive." And they ultimately got the big play down the field, down inside the 10. And uh, luckily, Lions defense bended, but didn't break, and they held him to that field goal. But the the I don't know the the aggress the aggression's a lot at times. Yeah, time management is a great thing to bring up, actually, too. And I guarantee you, when we hear a press conference from Dan, I haven't listened to all of them yet, but he always talks about the things that him and the other coaches need to go back and they need to learn and get better. And it's guaranteed time management is going to be one of the big things for him. I don't know if you noticed it going down the stretch there in the fourth quarter, they're down 13. Was it, uh, am I, am I, am I right in those numbers? They're down 13. They need two scores, right? There was no rush or need to get out of bounds on any play. There was no rush to the huddle to get a new play going. It's, hey, we're going to score. Then we're, we all, the next worry is getting the ball back. But they didn't want to score early. That was, that was the weird thing to me is they never tried to get out of bounds, and there was a lot of wasted minutes early, early in that drive. Yeah, no emphasis on speeding things up, and they, they were running the ball a lot too, and running the ball for, you know, they had some good runs, but they were, they were running the ball at times on first down and getting two yards, so – it was, and it was, it was and then even when that happened, there, there was no, there was no pace after that. So I didn't think it was too egregious. I thought towards the end it did become more egregious, but they were playing to the point where they knew they just had to score on that drive and they knew they had to get a stop and score. And so it was like, they knew they 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 had what they had in front of them. So I wasn't too upset with it, but in the past last year, Dan did have some issues with time management, calling timeouts when he didn't need to. And so something to look forward to, something to watch, I guess, not really look forward to, something to watch, keep it, keep your eyes on as the season progresses. Because they're going to have more of these close games. You just know they are. A thousand percent. That's what this team is. If you want your team definition to be grit, these are the games that you're going to be in and these are the games that you're going to have to win, especially late in the season. But, I mean, honestly, shame on us for right off the get-go not saying uh, thank you to Ben Johnson for his play calls today. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say that Dan Campbell was the reason for the onside kick. I'm going to say oh, that's yes. his play call. Offensively, though, Ben Johnson called a game and a half. I mean, if, if you call that game the Super Bowl, you might tweak it at the end because of the moment, but that's a Super Bowl playable game right there. That... It was exciting football it, in misdirection, a lot of pulling linemen, 
uh, jet sweeps with Amon Ra's speed. It was it was fun to watch. That's what was different about this week. Fun to watch is a great way to put it. And I think if we have a category for do your job and like to the offense, like you said, Ben Johnson, he did what he needed to do. Jared Goff did what he needed to do. He was serviceable. Didn't do any. And in this category, I'm saying they didn't go above and beyond, but they did exactly what. And maybe Ben Johnson went above and beyond. We'll let him get some more games under the belt and we'll see. But those two for sure did their job, did enough to win the game. DeAndre Swift, I'd put him in the above and beyond category, uh, animal, just an animal all around in the, just kind of the running backs in general. It was running back by committee, but mostly on the back of, of Swift. Um, the O-line played, I'd say they were, did their job. O-line did their job. D-line did their job. And some of, and some of which probably went above and beyond. Linebacker played, did their job. Cornerbacks did their jobs. Safeties, eh, <laughs> did their jobs, but got kicked out. AJ Brown uh, would say otherwise, but uh, <laughs> yeah, no. Other than that, yes. No, it was the thing that the thing that got the defense is there were just some miscues and some. They can't give up thirty-eight points. Obviously, that's that's the biggest thing. But the defense looked much better. No, and uh, I think the one thing that we well, well, I'll try to keep this a little more organized. We'll say you touched on it, the O line. That was the biggest uh, kind of toss up going into the week because of all the injuries and movement. And Dan and Ben tried to keep it all under wraps and the things that they were gonna do. And they had a bunch of different looks out there today, and it was, I mean, for for an O line that's missing two guys hats off to them yes they they really pulled it together frank rad ragnow did end up playing which is great that was needed he's i think it's vastly different without him playing today and um i think the biggest thing i have a pros and cons list here uh i think going forward we'll have a little bit more of a of a scheme and a segment toward towards this but right now we're just shooting from the hip folks so bear with us We'll get better as the season goes on. But if I have some pros and cons, DeAndre Swift, number one, Jared Goff, number two, O-line, three, D-line, four, and then five, D overall. The cons are more of what I want to focus on here just for a minute is the defense didn't get any turnovers and the the, the offense, Huge no. offense had one turnover that was a deflection off of a route that was ran wrong. Jared Goff, uh, I don't know. That's probably more on the receiver than golf. It was a deflection. It was just so it was happenstance that it, the, it deflects off the defender right into the cornerback's hands. So that was that was just a tough one because it was a pick, pick six. And because it was a pick six. That's what makes it worse. Yes. But I think, and I said this in my halftime capsule is if the defense can get a turnover in the second half, they win the game. But they couldn't do that. I, Agreed, a hundred percent agreed. I can't. Oh my god, I wish I could be in the same room sitting next to you with my right hand on your thigh because that's how much of of a brain we're sharing right now. Like, sew us together. I just felt like a ghost uh, entered my my room. I don't know. Watch out for the ectoplasm. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, but the the defense did need a, a turnover, and that's that's. That's what wins that game, a turnover and momentum 
in the environment that they were in, it sounded so loud through the TV. And it drove them to that first half. But they're still playing the same football that they played last year of, hey, let us spot you a couple scores, and then we'll try to catch up. Exactly. And I'm hopeful that that gets cleaned up because this defense has got the flashes. They've got the segments. They showed it at times when they, they could be a they could be a top uh, top fifteen defense. Let's call them that. They're not. They are like two to three pieces away from a great defense. And maybe they go out and pick somebody up. Who knows? But they're they got the pieces. They're it's going to take time. We just got to remain patient as fans. I think that's what it comes down to. It's it's hard for me, and it's hard for everyone I know to remain patient through the rebuild and just let things let the chips fall. But we're starting to get some some flashes of what this team can be offensively and defensively. So it's, it was, it was good to see. So that's our pros and cons. And one of the pros will lead us into our new segment. We call the BA player of the week. This will go to a standout player or players that we focus on each week. Do you want to explain what BA is? Nope. All right. I'm I'm sorry. It's, it's provocative if we don't tell. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mysterious. Mysterious. Better word. So, drum roll, please. Tommy, this week's BA player of the week is none other than Mr. DeAndre Swift. Woo! Swift day! DeAndre Shift almost, almost willed the Lions to the victory. He had a great day amongst, amongst, he was a man amongst boys. Uh, he was he had some great plays where he he juked some guys out. He's he's just he's just so much fun to watch. 15 carries, 144 yards, one touchdown. Probably could have had three touchdowns, but uh, Jamal came in and chiefed a couple there. But ultimately, a great day. Um, there were some other guys in the running back room that we could give shout outs to. Obviously, Jamal just mentioned, but. Uh, Mr. Craig Reynolds as well had a big run and it was just a it was a fairly fairly good day for the running backs a total of 181 yards rushing uh DeAndre Swift also was involved in the passing game and got a, got some targets through the passing game uh, Amon Ra St. Brown was your leading wide receiver with one touchdown eight receptions 64 yards Jared Goff was 21 of 37 for 215 two touchdowns and the one Ugh, the one pick six, which hurts. But uh, let's let's go into next week real quick. The Lions will take on the Washington Commanders, the newly quarterbacked unit that is the Washington Commanders with Carson Wentz at the helm. They won their game today. They are 1-0, and they beat the Jaguars 28-22. Uh, so it'll be a matchup of the 1-0 Commanders versus the Detroit Lions 0-1. And uh, this game will be, uh, once again, in, in Detroit at Ford Field. So the crowd at what time? You know what time, baby. 1 p.m. Eastern Standard 1 Time. 1 p.m. game time. A.K.A. the time for pretty much every game except for Thanksgiving. So... I, I I we gave the shout out to the crowd earlier. Crowd was great, sellout crowd, full of noise, 
caused a lot of penalties, delays of game, delay of games, false starts. Need that, yes, sir. need that twelfth man. Keep up the sixth man. Or the, the the twelfth man. Twelfth man. Basketball <laughs> ba- suddenly became a basketball podcast, but we well little caesar's pizza the nfl lca right across the street little caesar's arena for the folks that don't know i got my streams crossed so that's on me happens happens to the best of us so let's take let's take what we got from the crowd in week one and let's let's replicate it as best as possible for week two because we're gonna need it and uh i think the lions i think they've got a good chance here it's Hard to say what the commanders are. They 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 won their game against the Jaguars, but it's the Jaguars. Carson Wentz did look fairly good, so gotta gotta contain him next week. Just better than they did against Jalen Hurts. Yeah, buddy. Let me let me tell you, I'm so excited for this next week. After after what we just saw here, we got the commanders. Uh, big government coming to Michigan. Uh, I can already see the farmers and my uh, red hatters coming to this game. I mean, they, they might even give out red hats to sell out the stadium here, where we got big government coming to the coming to the Mitten State. But I mean, on top of it, we've got the I won't I won't say the G word. I'll I'll contain myself there. I'll just say Carson Wentz is hair color. He's coming to town as well, and I mean, he's a look alike for the Queen's grandson and. No offense to her, but she just passed away. He was coming off on a high from that, and he's got definitely going to be having a letdown let game. Yes, they'll be on the road as well, so totally different environment for them. Uh, it's it's we don't have a we don't have the line yet, but I would imagine that the Commanders will be favored by mm, I don't know two points, let's say. And um, man, if we if we get what we got this week from the defense and the offense, I think Washington loses. I think the Lions win. Washington, hard to say what they are, but I, I, they're not at the level of the Eagles. So Lions can win this game by a touchdown, by 10. I th- Yeah, I think if the Lions defenders can connect on Carson Wentz on about a third of the time, as the opportunities that they had today that Carson Wentz may never see a football field or the outside of a hospital room again. Are you calling for another double ankle sprain? Uh, I'm calling it. It might be broken wrist. He might not even be able to pleasure himself after this weekend. (laughs) He's not going to be able to go duck hunting. (laughs) Is that what we're calling it now? (laughs) That's it's a sport in its own, but, um, uh, yeah, yeah. Aaron Aaron Rodgers had a, a a nice point on that in his Sunday conversation. Go watch that if you haven't watched his Sunday conversation with Caleb Presley of Barstool Sports. It's a Aaron Aaron got vaccinated. So for all those out there who aren't uninitiated, he is now vaxxed. Ladies and gentlemen, we, we got, got him. him. Yes, yes. Shout out. Uh, the only other note. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Oh, we got shout-outs? No, no, go no, ahead. No, go no, ahead. no, no, I want to shout. Oh, okay, I was just going to keep talking about the commanders and because I'm not afraid. We've got, we've got, I mean, this is an NFL team in the Lions that they're going to have to play. They're already dealing with guys coming off the street that just shooting them left and right. And I mean, taking them down one by one, let alone an NFL team. So I'm not worried about it. <laughs> Are we still talking about duck hunting or, or actually shooting people? 
No, Brian Robinson. Yeah. He got mugged. Oh, that's right. Leaving the, st- uh, leaving the facility. Got shot like six times. And it's probably in poor taste. Might get canceled, but. Too soon, man. 100 plays. I think we're, think we're going to be all right. So that's next week's matchup. And uh, let's, let's, let's jump right into the rest of the NFL games. A wild week, as we've mentioned before, but just a wild week. We're not going to go through every game, but. I think the game of the week, if there was one, was Steelers Bengals. What a wild game that the Steelers had a command a commanding lead at one point. Uh, Bengals crawl crawl their way claw their way back, send it to overtime. I had the chance to win it in regulation. Got the extra point blocked, missed the field goal in overtime, fumble. That was subsequently picked up by the running back, but you can't advance a fumble under two minutes. Ball down, it's considered a sack. So it's midfield. They've got a punt. Steelers steal one in Cincy. Yeah, and you gotta you gotta ask, is that the Super Bowl let down? And we saw it from the Rams on Thursday night. Now we see it out of the Bengals on Sunday afternoon. Both teams lose. Both teams get Super Bowl performances from their opponents. The Steelers expected to have one of the worst offensive lines in the game and did not look like it today. Ugly game, but got it done and got to win. You got to feel confident if you're the Steelers and pretty stupid if you're the Bengals. AFC North is always tough. These divisional games are always close. And Steelers got the best of them on the road. TJ Watt, it wasn't without uh, it wasn't without uh, catastrophe. What is the word? It wasn't without casualties. TJ Watt torn peck is the rumor, and uh, that's the that's the thought. Najee Harris also down for both 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 guys left and didn't return. Yeah, let's uh, let's. Uh... Since I jinxed us last time, let's go back to the Lions game. Let's all find ourselves some real wood this week and give it a knock for no injuries, no major injuries coming out of the week. Yes, exactly. I think the other game was the Colts-Texans. Texans aren't too bad, huh? I I thought of you this entire game where the Texans are going to be better than we expect them to be, and that's exactly what they were. I mean, Jonathan Taylor, once again, willing this team for everything that they have and just ask for some support, and finally Pittman helps him out. He gets a touchdown. He gets some some uh, yards on the board, but still can't pull it out. And you got to think, is that what this team is destined to become? And that's not a good thing if that is their destiny because the they seem like they should be better. Matty Ice, not the answer. Abort. I'm going to say it right now. I I think I'm there with, there with you, and I think next year we're going to be seeing a new quarterback at the helm for a seventh straight season in a row. Yeah, it's gonna. It certainly feels that way. So that's the one tie of the week. We thought we were going to have two ties. Uh, shout out 1973, the last time there were two ties in one week. Felt like it was going to be there, but the Steelers did steal that one in Cincy Colts Texans did end in the 2020 tie just a tough tough one for both teams because eh, what do you do Texans punted on 10 Texas punted Texans punted 
with uh with a, on a fourth and short so they played for the tie which it's hard to argue with but you'd like to see him be a little more I can tell you for that yeah but for that team that's a win yeah. <laughs> it was a win it was a win for the players and the staff and then when they punted it became just a win for the staff and a loss for the players <laughs> exactly that's what happened to that locker room we might see the texans implode next week because they're just upset <laughs> they're they're ha- they're having a tie hangover yes but lovey smith just i love his beard what are you doing man no, i love his beard that's a good beard it's got I, the santa I'm claus thing you. going on the salt and pepper I was too focused on the Lions. I was getting yeah. sick to my stomach watching it. I know we talked about this, but there's a there was a goddamn slip and slide at the Bears 49ers game. What's going yeah. and you wonder why Chicago's building a dome. Here's your answer right here. That's it. I mean, when you're getting flagged for trying to kick a field goal in your home stadium, <laughs> what are we doing? I mean, I, to make matters worse, I had the Niners in my Pick'em podcast. Don't worry, folks. Womp, That's womp. now off my plate. Bum, 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 Week bum. one, already gone too soon. Off the board. I, I, I was not alone, though. I can at least take that with <clears> me. I had, uh, had a couple others take the Niners with me. And several of them. Took the Colts over the Texans, which should have listened to me. That's gonna be. Got to watch out for the Texans, man. It was the Texans at home. That's a trap game, through and through. Uh, Cleveland, Cleveland, uh, Carolina, Baker Mayfield revenge game, revenge game. Not so much. Uh, Panthers lose it to a rookie kicker with a fifty-eight yarder to win it. Ice in his veins. Yeah, I mean, and you got to imagine there was a lot of trash talk before, during, and after this game. That's what Baker's made out of. That's what the guys, the guys they surrounded him with, and in Cleveland are all about. And you had Kareem hold my nuts, just running all over the squad today, by air, by land, and by sea. Like what you did there. The, the I, I expected more from Baker. I guess I thought I thought Carolina would take him there. But eh. I, I thought he wanted to show out. He did. He he put it out there to the world, and he he kind of laid an egg. It was a close game, but but I will say their defense did not do him any favors. No, and I didn't catch much of that game. That wasn't on red zone much, and at least the times when I was watching it. But um, let's throw it back to Thursday night real quick. I should have I should have mentioned this in our last episode. We had some intel on a flight that was going to L.A. from one of our colleagues. He was on a flight, and he said it was full of Bills Mafia. So we should have known that Bill, the Bills fans were traveling well. We should have known that they were destined to win that game and win it handedly. That's on us, though. Speaking, That's on speaking us. of Bills Mafia, I don't know if you caught the commercial for opening week with DK playing the piano. I how could I have not seen it? It's, it's on every, every, every two minutes. That, that commercial had me going. I kind of like it. They need to move on from it, but I liked it. I will say Bill's Mafia showed up in that commercial as well, taking uh, the ketchup and mustard to the face. Yes. And did you know they pre-break the tables? Bill's Mafia is a trash fan base. You guys need to rethink everything you're doing. The salt, the, the ketchup and mustard, now that I think about it, pretty stupid, guys. Mustard stains. 
idiots. Quite the 180 there from you. <laughs> no way that team makes the Super Bowl. No, no. They're in my Super Bowl. Oh, it's them or the Chiefs, man. The Chiefs, speaking of the Chiefs, the Chiefs are still the Chiefs. They looked as good as ever against the Cardinals, winning it handedly. Travis Kelsey doing work. Patrick Mahomes doing work. Andy Reid dialing up everything in the playbook. Uh, Mahomes had the underhand toss, touchdown pass, pitch, whatever you want to call it. The Chiefs are going to be good. I don't know why everybody was worried about them without Tyreek. Yeah, Juju kind of had an off day. He was the guy to replace Tyreek, and he uh, he didn't really live up to his expectations. Coughed the ball up, was it twice, I think? Yeah. Once for sure, possibly two, but you got to ask yourselves, are the Hard Knocks producers behind this trying to come into uh, their mid-game season with the Arizona Cardinals to creating early drama? Whoopsie on their part. Juju did lose the ball twice, Fumbled twice, one was lost, so the other one was picked up. Let's just talk about the stats from Patrick Mahomes, though. 30 of 30, Give him to 30 of 39 for 360 yards and five touchdowns, no Ooh. interceptions. That's a QB rating of 144. <laughs> Doesn't get much better oh, than that. And for the for the listeners that don't know, what what does the QB rating go to? Uh, I think it's 144. Or no, oh is it 160? Oh, my God. I thought it was 206. Oh, no, 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 no. We can fill dead air because Clyde Edwards-Alaire out of LSU, folks, the running back, Joe Burrow's right-hand man in their in their winning season, he looked pretty good today putting up some numb bees. He was going off. So for all your fantasy owners that were out there, just say thank you. That was shout-out to Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Was that what you said? That's what I said. Okay. Seven carries for 42 yards? Yeah. And three catches for and 30. touchdown. Three ca- okay, so, okay. In the passing game, you were, you were referring to him as. Oh, sorry. Uh, for all you non-PPR leagues out there, uh, average day of pass. Because it, for all you PPR owners. Two, two of his, well, his two touchdowns were on the, uh, through the air. So that's, that's, why I was, that's why I was asking. But I've got that clarification now. Let's move on. Um, what was the what's the passer rating out of? It's drum roll, please. It's one fifty eight point three. So it was pretty Woo! close. Honestly, don't know how thirty of thirty nine with no interceptions is. I guess it's the incompletions, but uh, it's a weird scale to begin with. Uh, to some other games, your your New Orleans Saints pulling out a victory against the Atlanta Falcons divisional foe, barely by one point, but. Uh, Hey, shout out to you for picking them as the division winners there. If the Bucks lose... You don't go spending that $20 now. If the Bucks go losing the game against the, the Cowboys tonight, they would have sole possession of first place in the NFC South. Watch out. Just, just a heads up. Uh, Bears, I can't believe the Bears beat the 49ers. That's just crazy. It was a wet environment. That was all... Yeah, that was also kind of the game that just disappeared on if you were watching yes. it on Red Zone. The they, uh, I I thought that game was over four different times today. A little worried about my prediction of the Bears going to finish in last in the NFC North, but... Uh, I am as well. We'll see. The week one was full of fighters. I mean, if you want to talk about fighters, let's talk about the team that we disrespected hard in our, in our preseason thoughts, and that's the New York Giants versus the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, kudos to them for 
for for not only staying in this game, but when the time was right, twenty to nineteen, when they had just scored the touchdown, instead of taking it into overtime and and kicking the the extra point to tie it, no, 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 they went for the win and they got it, and they and and Saquon ran through a face mask penalty, which would uh, which would have been called, and still score, still got the two point conversion. Uh, couldn't agree with you more. I think we said at the beginning uh, last week that uh, I said at least Saquon would will this team to at least three wins. You did. And that was two of them. And he was very clearly willing this team nearly by himself. He had uh, uh, eight, two scores today plus that two-point conversion. I don't have his yardage on me. 18 carries for 116 yards or 164 yards rushing. So a good – he had a day. Wow. He had a day. That's a day. And uh, the other team that we sort of disrespected, and you almost had winning the North, the Vikings with a big win over the Packers. I had them scribbled out. Go check your recorders, folks. I had it scribbled out. It's true. They look like the team. Aaron Rodgers looks like he did ayahuasca before he got to the game. That, I can guarantee you, that press conference with him uh, Aaron Rodgers and Aaron uh, Aaron Andrews before the game. That's going to be one of those press conferences where you look back and you go, you remember when Aaron and Aaron were talking about doing ayahuasca? I guarantee we looked back at this. But, hey, I'm just glad that Aaron was under the strict supervision of all those, uh, what what were they called the, that he had? Shamans? Shamans, yes. And deities, did I hear? Were there deities? That's... Um, that's ringing a bell. There was a lot definitely of shamans. You don't forget shamans. Shamans, monks, uh, among others. I probably had some aboriginals among the many in a deep part of the Amazon rainforest. Um, he may have been lost, but he was under strict supervision, folks. Don't do it on your own. No, no, you got to be in the you right hands. Got to be in the right hands. <laughs> But uh, they they definitely missed the two tackles that were out for them on the offensive line that hurt them severely, and uh, I think they'll figure it out as the season goes on. I'm not not gonna call not gonna count the Packers out and not gonna proclaim the the Vikings as the NFC North champions. Kings in the North? No, not yet. We're not there yet. But they did look good. Jefferson had a big game as he always does: nine catches, 184 yards for two tutties. Just a a big game for him and Kirk, and a big win for them at home. Uh, a little bit worried about the the matchups they have against the Lions, but we'll we'll talk about that at another time. Dolphins over their divisional foe, the New England Patriots. This one I didn't see a lot of this one either, but you can tell that the offense is severely missing the OC that has left them to be the Raiders head coach. Yeah, I mean, this is what we talked about. I mean, we, we, we said that the Bills were going to win this division and the Pats were going to relinquish uh, their hold on it, but I didn't think that the Pats would fall to spot three. And I mean, if you want to take my Vikings as an overreaction of week one, take this as my second overreaction of week one. The Dolphins might put up fights with the Bills. It's looking like that, and I don't think it's. I think that has legs. I don't think we're reacting too early. I think that has legs with their new head coach. He's just an animal. He's he's embodying that team. Tua at quarterback with Tyreek. Like they've got 
They've got the weapons. And Waddle. And Waddle. Can't forget about Mr. Waddle. And the and the and the Patriots, man, they're gonna have to figure out that offense because you know they have Joe Judge and Matt Patricia running that offense right now. And I don't feel bad for him whatsoever. <laughs> I don't put pity on them for one second, but Joe that Judge guy's a rocket scientist. Joe Judge and Matt Matt Patricia's a defensive guy, and they hired him as an offensive assistant. Like, what, what's the thought? He's process a rocket there? scientist. He can figure it out. No, they, he, they, he still carries a number two pencil behind the ear. It's cool. It's his thing. It's a shtick. It's a brand. It's branding at this point. It's one of those things you can't not do it. Now he's so far into it. He's so far down that hole. He's got to. He's got to stick with it. But. Uh, it's going to be an interesting division to fall out because the Bills obviously are probably the ones to take it, but the Dolphins, the Dolphins can make some noise, and the Patriots they've got some some soul searching to do. Uh, Ravens over the Jets. Ravens are good. Jets are bad. That's all I have to say about that one. Commanders, as we said, beat the Jaguars. Not much to to, to glean from that game. Um, other games were uh, that was it. That was it for all the games. Um, the the any overreactions from you for week one that you saw? Excuse me, just for a minute. The Chargers Raiders. We forgot about that one. That was Ooh, it, the score twenty four. Yeah, twenty four nineteen Chargers over the Raiders. Not as close as the score uh, suggests. It, the Chargers pretty much had the had a handle on this game. The Raiders tried to driver's seat all day. Yeah, driver's seat all day. Raiders had some noise at the end. Raiders looked good. I mean, Devontae Adams' experiments obviously going well. I think they just they were just uh, they met their match with the with the Chargers. I think the Raiders are going to be good, uh, possibly a playoff team, probably a playoff team. But uh, the Chargers are still their daddy. Yeah, Derek Carr to me looked out of step. He might not have had enough under eye makeup on. I mean, he's we all know that's his thing. That's the guy looks like he's in a movie at all times. He looked like he was like a second or two out of sync, and that's probably credit to the Chargers' defense. I mean, we talked about it beforehand. You got Bosa on one end, and you got Khalil Mack in there too. I mean, you do the math. How many guys up front? You got five. Those two demand two each. So who's taking everybody else? It, it could get scary for quarterbacks facing the Chargers. Yeah, the Chargers are are a force to be reckoned with. It's it's. It's one of those teams, though. You know they're going to have some weird losses down the schedule that you're like, really, the Chargers lost this game? That's just kind of how they are. They're one of those teams that they're not going to go 15-2. and two. They're not going to go 16-1. and one. Like They're going to win their games, but they're going to lose some, too. That's kind of like the Titans. The Titans are the Titans should, don't, the Titans should not lose to the Giants, but especially at home. But they're just one of those teams. They, they, don't, they don't put up a lot of points. They've got Derrick Henry. King Henry, King Henry himself. It's it's a lot. To, a lot has been said about the Kings these in these recent days. King Henry himself is always going to get his, but they're one of those teams too. They're going to have losses like this, uh, and the Colts are like that too. It's just I don't know something with these AFC teams. They don't they don't they don't win games profoundly. Yeah. What was uh, I? I have one division that I think looked worse as a whole than every other's. I don't I don't know about you. No, hit me with it. The NFC West. I mean, we haven't seen the Seahawks play yet, but 
That division has taken some ugly losses. The Rams to start it off and losing to the Bills poorly. The 49ers losing to a bad Bears team. Yeah. That- and the Cardinals getting stomped out like a like a cigarette butt from a from a bus station. It looked bad. <laughs> Everybody's got that guy down at the bus station. Uh but I yeah, you you've opened my eyes up to that. I I would agree tenfold. And we've got the the Seahawks tomorrow, like you said, on Monday night football against the Broncos. So to be seen there, but you, you I don't think they beat the Broncos. So that that division's seen better days. I think the Rams will become the Rams, but they they got they got swamped and they got work to do. Maybe OBJ comes in to save the day. Maybe. I mean, he's got to do something. He's going to play this year eventually. Just for who and when, that's to be determined. How about the smoke grenade in that game, too, just real quick? I I caught that, um, that video from the stand view, and uh, it didn't look like anybody else was feeling it other than the guy who threw oh, it. Oh, yeah. He's the, he, he was... He was mighty proud of it, I'm sure. Kind of kudos to him for pulling it off, though. There was another guy, and this will segue us into the NCAA football, college football that was this weekend. Um, there was a guy that ran onto the – well, he almost kind of walked onto the LSU field. Just uh, – LSU must have zero security because he just walked onto the field. Dude was out of his mind – he was doing more than alcohols, let's put it that way. He was just out of his mind. He just walked out to like the 10-yard line mid-play and just stood there and did like a hands-on hips, like just was taking it in. And he, he's like probably in his head, not even really, he didn't even realize where he was at, I'm sure. And then the cops come out to him and he's like, excuse me, like I paid it for a ticket here. I'm here. I'm here for the game. Like he didn't, he'd not realize where he was at. <laughs> he's too close to the game. And then the, the, the cops try to like, the cops just kind of calmly grab him and like try to grab his arm and like kind of escort him. And he swiftly pulls his arm back and, and starts to kind of get into it with the cops. And then more cops show up and they eventually do pin him to the ground, stick his head into the turf and they pull him out from there. But it was wild because this guy didn't, run out on the field like a traditional streaker would he just was waltzing out there like i don't know maybe there's no no security at these games but that's all i have to say sounds like he forgot to sounds like he forgot to take off his metaverse goggles no that that's exactly what it looked like he was just taking it in uh go look up the video if you if you haven't looked at it folks it's it's something to behold um so in college football a crazy week in college. Upset Seattle. city. A, a, a sneaky upset week, as someone had put it. Thought this was going to be a week that was kind of status quo, and it was nothing but. Starting off with Texas, Alabama. I so, so desperately wanted that Texas to win that game. I almost bought tickets. Texas got cheap. Almost bought tickets to that game. They were going for about 300 for the cheap seats. Wow. Just because... This is the first time they've played Alabama in over 100 years. So, big game for them. They showed up. They showed out. Crowd was in it all game long. Game day was there. Quinn Ewers goes down early. They never really recovered from that. Uh, card, card showed up for backup quarterback duties. Did what he had to do. 
But man, Alabama just just narrowly squeaked one out. They had that sack fumble weird thing in the end zone. Hard to even describe what happened. But they 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 went to replay, took off the penalty that they said was there. Initially called roughing the passer with targeting, took off targeting and roughing the passer. Realized that he wasn't down, but they can't. And, and Tua or uh, Tua, that's the old Alabama quarterback. Bryce Young <laughs> throws the ball out of the end zone, which would be a safety, but they didn't call safety. You can't retroactively put that on. It ends up being a punt for them. Texas so narrowly scores, and uh, Alabama. Too much time on the clock, they go down and, and kick the field goal. But what a just just what an amazing game! Would have liked to see tennis uh, Texas win that, but Texas is getting back. Horns up, no more horns down. Horns up. Horns are in the middle. Horns are horns are Julius Caesar. Sark, uh, Sark, coach of the Texas Longhorns, uh, was just ultra conservative all game. It felt like he was playing not to get blown out, kind of like Notre Dame against Ohio State last week. Just Everything was super slow. Field goals, field goals, field goals. Never, never trying to punch it in. And uh, I think that built bit, bit them in the butt at the end. But there were some questionable calls along the way as well. So that's that's a wrap on the Texas Alabama game. Our Michigan. Yeah, Wolverines, I mean, you catch Alabama yeah. slipping, and you got you got to put them in a graveyard if that's the case. No, they because they don't do it often. They had the step. You got to step on the throat. You got to kill them. As as one coach used to tell tell me, when you step on this throat, that's not that you're not done. You got to twist. Got to twist. Got to. You still have to twist. Bend and twist. They they didn't do that, but the other upset was Texas A and M losing number six overall, losing to Apple App State, Appalachian State. Just a heartbreaker. All I have to say is I'm glad it wasn't Michigan this time. And speaking of Finally, when people Google App State, they won't get the Michigan game as the number one result. No, because they they brought it up several times during that game anyway. I'm sure they did, but it still won't be the number one Google result. At least for the next month. 17-14 App State over Texas A&M at College Station, which is the biggest hurt of it all. I think they paid one point five million for App State to come in. The other game that was in that the other game that was the big story of the mm-hmm. week. The other game was payments. W- the other game w- that was in I think one of them was one point five, one of them was one point two, but Marshall over Notre Dame. Notre Dame 0 and two to start the season. That hurts. That loss uh, might be the move to get Notre Dame into a conference going forward with the Big Ten and SEC taking over. Because you got to imagine that loss just takes them out of it for the whole season. I know it's the whole lose, if you're going to lose, lose early type situation. But you got to think this upset is going to take them out of the college football playoffs this year. Yeah, and if Alabama would have had a loss there, maybe they have a chance because if if teams start losing games, I, that changes the whole yeah. the whole scheme of it, the whole the whole outlook. Right. But Notre Dame zero two, definitely falling out of the top ten, <laughs> could probably deservedly fall out of the top twenty five. But they, you know, they'll still have a number next to their name yes, next sir. week. BYU with a wild one at like two in the morning Eastern time with the win over Baylor. Not a huge upset. It was the Baylor was ranked or uh, Baylor was nine, BYU twenty one, but still a, a fun one. I didn't catch much of that. I was asleep. 
Uh, Kentucky, Florida had a hangover. Florida, Florida had the hangover after their big week one. Richardson trap. Richardson regressed. We were, there was talk about Heisman already week one with him. He had a big regression. I think he comes back and it's way too early and, and, and ultimately brings it back. But yeah, uh, just a crazy week. Iowa, Iowa State with the most Iowa, Iowa State score that you could ever have 10 to 7. No shocker there that the that was the score for that game. I don't know what the, the line was, but I'm sure it was, it had to be low. I think you're leaving out the biggest uh, college football news of the week, honestly. Well, if you think if you think I am, then please correct me. Well, it's got to be out in Nebraska. Am I am I wrong? Oh, that's absolutely correct. That should be in my. Oh, it's it's top of top of my list. Yeah, Scott Frost out. Yeah, I mean, at Nebraska. You said it yourself. They tried to hide it behind the NFL's uh, week one schedule of games. They released that news at about twelve thirty today. Yeah, it it was, it was no, it, yeah, yeah. I guess no, it was after the one o'clock games had started. So it was, I think it was twelve thirty central because it was about one thirty probably Eastern. They tried to slip that okay. in. That was a marriage that was off to the wrong foot right from the get go. He's that 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 never that was never going to work. I think I think it was the right hire. I think it wasn't a bad hire on on paper, but it never got off the ground. There was never a chance where Nebraska was going to be good at. It, it, they never showed it. Agreed. Scott Frost out. I'm sure he'll get a job or an assistant role somewhere. He's 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 probably still. I think he's still a good coach. Obviously, all his all his years at UF, UCF, he proved that, but. To be seen there, Nebraska, that experiment, that was a failure. Um, Michigan with a huge win over uh, Hawaii. They were favored by 52, and they, they ended up – Do we – Yes. Did we, did we settle the quarterback debate coming out of this week? Yeah, it looks like J.J.'s got the job. J.J.'s job to lose. He was 11 of 12, two, 229 with three tutties. Cade came back in in relief uh in the second and uh michigan wins 56 to 10 so they they'd actually actually hawaii did cover the spread which is amazing considering 56 to 10 is covering the spread (laughs) that's crazy uh (laughs) and michigan next week will take on uconn so it's another no, uh, the, 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 getting closer to competition. The competition's stepping up, but it's not stepping up much. They've got UConn, Maryland, Iowa, Indiana, Penn State, Michigan State, Rutgers, Nebraska, Illinois, and finally Ohio State. So first real big matchup is, is October 15th when Penn State rolls into town. Yeah, currently Michigan is on the upslope of the roller coaster ride where you're hearing the click 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 heading up the hill and they're getting moved up in the rankings just make sure your seat belts are securely fastened and the harnesses are locked into place because if not that first hill could be a wild ride and you might need to strap in a little tight it's gonna get you you're gonna have whiplash so be ready for it next week um next week in college is it's kind of a I'm going to say it's subpar, but it, it, it really is. There's We don't have any matchups of two ranked teams, at least not with the rankings sitting right now, but 
those rankings can change. Uh, Oklahoma, Nebraska is going to be a laugher because Nebraska is going to have an interim head coach. Um, uh, we, the, uh, there's no, there's no real big matchups and that's why game day is going to app state next week, which is crazy. Wow. Good for them. The, uh, the fornication in those dorm rooms is about to be off the hooks. Yeah, watch the um, watch the the video from inside their town of of Boone, North Carolina, when you get a chance because that town was rocking, and I'm sure it was rocking um, last night for the whole night, probably into this morning. I need to correct myself. BYU, Oregon is a ranked versus ranked matchup next week, but Oregon being 25, um, the big game that was supposed to be one of the bigger games next week was texas a&m miami um but texas a&m after that loss good luck yeah i'm surprised app state didn't register one on the richter scale and if that was the case you got to wonder are byu students going to start moving closer to make their their uh mattress days a little easier for them if you know what i'm saying it's 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 wet over there in byu Hey, oh, it was a rainy one. That's for sure. And uh, yeah, that's uh, that's college football uh, real briefly. And that kind of brings us towards the end of the show here. Um, and uh, now we can kind of wrap things with a bow and uh, look forward to next week. And we talked about it with the Lions taking on the commanders next week. Um. Yeah, Dan Snyder isn't uh, isn't allowed to have anything to do with football operations with the Commanders. So let's see if he attends an away game here in Detroit, and maybe we can show him what a functioning stadium actually looks like. Heard that Chiefs Chiefs uh, Chiefs Chargers on on Thursday Night Football. That one is on Prime. So adjust your your head uh, your TV sets accordingly. That's going to be a good one. Nerf balls. That's watch out for the Nerf balls. Um, Nerf balls. Just be on the eye for the blue balls. Uh, other matchups next week to look forward to. What do we got? We've got two Monday night matchups. Uh, Titans-Bills, Vikings-Eagles. Sunday night football is Bears-Packers in Lambeau, which that could be a good one based on how the Bears played today. Uh, and and the rest of the slate. So we're, we'll be looking forward to the Lions I'm going to take the line. Actually, we just did get the line. The line just came out um, for that game, just as as we were recording here. Lions are actually favored. Your guess was two? The Lions are actually favored. Really? After a loss? Yeah. Lions are favored That's by why a point I'm and a half. Ear to ear. Lions Crazy. are favored. And I think my, my prediction is going to be Lions by 10. Lions by 10. That's that's a prediction and a half. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Lions probably by a field goal, but uh, I think it's gonna be a low scoring game. I'm probably gonna say ten seven. What? There's yeah. I think I think they're gonna grind it out with these guys. I'm gonna throw out another twenty dollar Venmo opportunity for you right there. That game's not gonna be ten seven. What's the over under? Forty six. Hammer the under. Forty six and a half. Hammer the under. 
There's no way it's ten. It's going to be ten seven. One eight hundred gambler, folks. Gamble responsibly, please. Yes. For any any issues, please call one eight hundred gambler. And uh, I'm going to say my game of the week next week is obviously going to be the Buccaneers v Saints. This is obviously another twenty dollars riding on that game as well. No, 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 no. No game of the week. Game Division of the week is decider. the early one. Chiefs card or uh, Chiefs Chargers. Chief Chargers, sure, but uh, that's the Thursday. I mean, Buccaneers Saints, man, that could divide decide the division. Week two. Week two is calling divisions already. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Right now, uh, as in in, in recording, it's seven forty three Central, um, and we've got the Buccaneers just kicked a field goal to knot things up at three all against the Cowboys. It's three three with five minutes left in the first quarter. Um, so it's a low scoring affair so far. I, I think that game goes either way. But if the Bucks are 0-1 against the 1-0 Saints, that's a big game because you go up you go up two games uh on the Bucks if you win that. So it, it, there's a lot yeah, riding on that game. game in the division. Especially if the Cowboys Yes sir. Especially if the Cowboys win tonight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, other intel and this is the part of the show where we go off the rails in other intel uh, same colleague that referenced earlier in the episode same colleague got uh, intel on the Bills Mafia traveling to LA we had intel that Adrian Peterson is on his way home from LA after last night's fight against Le'Veon where he got knocked out uh, reports coming in that his jaw is not looking good uh broken jaw or just some broken blood vessels? Just probably some broken ve- blood vessels, maybe a little cauliflower ear. Ooh, that's going to stick with him forever. But I think that's to be expected at these points. And just how, real briefly, like, can we talk about the fall from Grace Levy on Bellhead? He sat out that one year with the Steelers and just took took the big money from the Jets and he never, he was, he could have been probably like a top five running back all the time if he would have put his career together. What's crazy is I feel like it was just last year he was with MSU and having a great season to go into the Steelers and looking like he's going to be there for a, a lot of years, knowing the Steelers as an organization to – he's not even in the league and he's taking money to get punched in the face. Yeah, that's the point that both of those guys are in there, their careers. And I don't. It's, did you go to the, the CMU MSU game? When they came to town? I did not. Uh, Le'Veon was on nope. that team. I remember watching Le'Veon um, on on the field that's now referred to as Duramity Field or, or something something field at Kelly Shorts Stadium. It's got a really obnoxiously long name now. They changed the name. But it's still Kelly Shorts Field or Stadium, but it's 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 Herb Duramity and somebody. It's like Kelly somebody paid Kelly Duramity Field at Kelly Shorts Stadium. So it's a big, yeah. big long name now. It's no longer just Kelly Shorts. It's there's four four families involved in the name now between the two. So, yeah, uh, that's where things are at. You got anything else for us, Mister? Mister. The other intel you dropped on me was pregame Lions and Malcolm Rodriguez or Rodrigo is the women or pantyless as the women refer to him as. Showed up in his cowboy outfit, and my goodness. I, I mean, honestly, it's just not fair at this point. 
he's he, he's that guy uh when the when you see a, a post about him when the comments read dude chill out my girlfriend slash wife is on this app exactly he is a he is a walking description of that statement and you know like not only is he good looking has the looks you know he's got the personality as well i mean we saw it on hard knocks like what can this man not do oh you you saw his uh you saw his uh uh tackle celebration he had the salsa dance the lady lion thought it was a cowboy walk with a couple guns firing in the air and honestly coming from oklahoma state i thought that's what it was but after review the really not a field stood with the salsa dance but he should pull out the cowboy dance that wasn't too bad you know it's coming and he's gonna have those opportunities to do those dances um speaking of under review I just got to say that the progressive commercial, I don't know if you've seen it, but the progressive commercial that's new out for the NFL season is hilarious. Just pure hilarity. It's They've only got one edition of it right now. I'm sure they're going to build on this one, but it's 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 a husband and wife and they're at a camp they're on a camping trip and he's supposed to he was supposed to bring the I don't know, food or something. He was supposed to bring something and he said he was going to bring it. She calls him out on it, says, you you said that you were going to bring this. And he says, no, no, no. Like you said you were going to bring it. There's a disagreement, right? And they go, they say, you know what? He pulls out a challenge flag. He, pull, he throws the challenge flag and he, <laughs> they bring out the they bring out the monitor and the headsets and they put them on. And they watch the replay back. And, and he did, in fact, say he was bringing whatever item that was missing. And so. That's I know they're yeah. gonna have new renditions of that, and they're gonna they're gonna build on just this one, but it's hilarious, and it's I like where it's headed. We got a running gag going. I like uh, it. progressive between progressive and Geico. It's the, all these insurance companies. This the marketing department and advertising are just hit home runs, man, left and right. Yeah. Well, I forgot to ask you while you were enjoying your football pleasure today. Uh, what were you stuffing your face with uh, as the tailgate food of the week? Oh, you know, I wasn't quite as prepared as you were. I ate a lot of potato chips this weekend, just the 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 guy with the potato chips style. Didn't make any dips, didn't make any chicken wings, nothing like that. I had wow. I had my 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 food out on Friday. Had a nice had a nice turkey melt with um with french fries a la cider. Little little spiked cider, Ooh. pineapple cider from East. Shout out, oh. shout out, Austin East Ciders here down in Texas. Uh, they don't they don't miss when it comes to ciders. And um, pop. If there's any uh, companies out there that want to sponsor the BA Player of the Week, like hit us up. And that's another thing I should mention. And it's it's a link in in Spotify, and I think it's across all platforms. There we've opened up a link for those that want to submit voice messages to this podcast. So if you do want to have your voice be heard, make it something good and send us a quick message and maybe we'll use it. We'll see. I, I'd i love to hear from you, um, but do know I will hear from you if you send it in and if I don't like it. That's okay too. Send it in. I'd love to hear it anyway. We'll still listen to it regardless. If we don't use it, don't no hard feelings. We'll just be happy to have some 
some some listeners. We're looking at the numbers. We did break triple digits, so we're happy there. Um, I should have failed to mention this earlier, but that is our new music track from our friend and colleague. Please support him. He's a great musician and artist. All of his songs and uh, alike are on platforms wherever you find music. Uh, We'll include a link in the description to find out all of his music selections. So we're happy to have an exclusive track that we've teased so long. We finally got it in our hands and it's finally in embedded in the lion's share starting episode six and here on out. I think the fans are going to love it. I think they already have loved it and uh, they're going to make some more love to it on the way out. And also not only find him on music, um, the music choice, the music platform of your choice, but he's also on TikTok with the handle C hook. 2032 that's c h o o k the number 2032 on spotify and we'll link that as well in the uh description so shout out him go give him a follow go go listen to his music you'll be you'll be glad you did oh one more thing and with that one more thing to know you've mentioned this in prior podcasts we just didn't do our due diligence enough you mentioned that the Lions were the, had the second youngest roster. Well, dug a little deeper into that. Oldest players, 31. No other players uh, north of 30. The oldest, second oldest, 29. And on defense, second oldest, 27. So gives you an idea of, of, the, of the work that's being done with this young, young team. A, a, an extremely young team. You want hardly any veteran leadership. Couldn't agree more. I mean, hit the nail on your head. It's a long, it's a young team. We know it's a rebuild. And clearly what you saw in Hard Knocks is that they want to develop guys. They wouldn't send Easy to the practice squad if they didn't think he had the talent in a couple years or the ability to achieve that. Exactly. And we've gone a little long on this episode, so we're going to call it here. We're going to go watch some Sunday night football and get this episode out so that you can all listen to it on your Monday morning in the office or at home or in the car or wherever. We just want to thank you all for listening. We do really appreciate the support. Please provide feedback and tell us what you hate, what you love, because this is we're I know we're on episode six, but we got a long way to go, just as the Lions do. We're we're trying to make improvements and uh we're just glad you're sticking with us because your support means everything to us.